National Geographic presents. What I'm asking you to do is dangerous. You need to take your time to think it through. No, I don't. What do I do? We can't save everyone. But if I don't try, I don't think I'll be able to live with myself. What are we supposed to do? Some stood by. Anything. You have to. She stood up. There has to be a line. Belle Pauli is meet geese. There has to be me for this to work. A Small Light limited series premieres tonight at 9. Stream on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Welcome to To the Foothills, a Colorado lifestyle and real estate podcast featuring mountain home real estate broker Robert Martin, who has over 25 years of experience assisting clients reach their goals and move forward. Tune in each week for a dynamic conversation with experts, Colorado adventurers, and residents that explores the ins, outs, and specific nuances of buying the perfect mountain home or selling your dream home in Evergreen, Conifer, Bailey, and surrounding areas to catch a glimpse into the Colorado lifestyle that's a part of you. Thanks for jumping on the podcast today. Our guest is Mern Judson. Mern, how are you today? Uh, very, very great. Thank you uh, so much for having me, Robert. I really appreciate it. You bet. You bet. It's a pleasure having you. So tell me about yourself, Mern, and um, why you got into photography. Well, photography, I think, got into me in some ways. I <laughs> sort of hate saying that, but it's the only thing I've ever really wanted to do. It's the only thing that seemed of interest or of worth. Um, I love the idea of the visual still frame. Um, I love the idea of movies and, and cinema and that stuff as well, but there's something about still photography that even just from an early age sort of just had my heart and attention. Um, and even just playing with uh, cameras, like broken cameras from thrift stores, having those as a kid and, and doing that just kind of uh, felt and right. And then I just always enjoyed that tactile part of it all. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it sounds like it's been something that you've had an interest in for quite a while. I like the way you said that too. It, photography kind of came into you describe that a little bit more I, I understand that you know at a young age you had an interest but how did that develop over time I guess well it sort of developed because nothing else developed <laughs> right it was yeah, just it was only occupied the void huh no yeah exactly exactly like that was just in high school as I kind of started to um explore what that was and, and we had a dark room at our at our high school which was really great and this art teacher who um was really fantastic and really helped set me on the course to kind of where I am now. Um, he was always very supportive of it. I ended up becoming a student aide uh, later on in college when I was like a junior and senior, which really just meant I did copies for like 20 minutes a day. And then I just was in the dark room for, you know, the other hour and a half of that class period. Um, so he was always very supportive of, of that type of thing. He introduced me to, um, the college I ended up going to for photography, his student aide, um, this wonderful place. So this is Mr. Folkert uh, in Gunnison, Colorado, where I grew up. And then his student aide, Aaron, um, also helped kind of open up my eyes to things that could be photographed. And that was really like interesting to me because I was kind of, I don't know if it was how I understood photography or where I grew up, but it was just like, okay, when you're a photographer, you do like nature photography. And so all of my first kind of photos or thoughts were, trees or sunrises or sunsets or that type of thing and then there was this one day in class where Aaron we were just talking about photography and she just brought up something about like photographing a spoon or something like that and I was like oh, of course that's really interesting and I grabbed my camera and went to the bathroom and I photographed this like urinal and I thought it was the coolest thing in the entire world and just like goofy and ironic and funny and and, and whatever other like 
you know, there was just something that's not wildly unusual. There's a lot of urinal photos, but there was something about it to me that was like, oh, <laughs> opened up like what it could be mm-hmm. in the world of just like, oh yeah, no, it's not just, there's this vast thing of photography uh, and mm-hmm. you can do all kinds of stuff with it. And it's not just nature. And yeah. It, and if you can, you can take, make something out of a spoon and urinal, you've got, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, possibilities out there. No, that's great. It's, it's interesting you say that, um, you know, you kind of had a blank slate, you know, had developed your interest in photography. You said there was somewhat, there was nothing else that really filled that place. Yeah. But maybe that's what, what it was supposed to be. You know, you, we really don't know. And a lot of people vacillate through life, you know, and really don't kind of find something that really resonates with them. So that's great that you did it in an early age mm-hmm. and that filled the, that feeling for you. So when you started out, did you just, did you take wildlife photos? I mean, you said that in the class that kind of, got you rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Colorado, I mean, you had wildlife all around you and great landscapes and that sort of thing. Yeah, it ended up primarily being that. I wasn't always shooting people or structures. It was very much kind of nature oriented. Um, and again, because I was kind of, it was like, my earliest memories are it was that. It was nature photography, you know, like this kind of John Fielder type stuff. Or uh, my other memory of like young photography is from... Um, like 80s television shows like MacGyver where it's like you have the private eye you know like photographing you know like the person doing mysterious things that shouldn't be happening so it was like oh that's photography right there's like these two things behind the scenes yeah yeah Mm. totally you know so it was like this weird uh, it was nature or like private eye like reportage kind of (laughs) stuff and so I don't know if that I think I was mostly just sort of ignorant to all the things that photography could be and just wasn't connecting like, oh, when you open a book and there's a shot of a table, that's a photograph that somebody took and you could do that. And for mm-hmm. some reason, it was just way, way later in later high school and even in some ways like early college where I started to realize like, oh, okay, here's like, here's all of this stuff that photography is. Um, and it's just so, so open. I think, yeah, I think when you start out, you kind of have blinders on. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat, and you really don't know what the career or what you know opportunities may lead to, and then there's things just kind of whoop, come around the corner and and uh, show up, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. Um, how long have you been taking uh, photographs and been a professional photographer? Oh man, I think that I've been running my business since before 2016, maybe 2013. I don't. I honestly don't remember. There was, there was like a three-year window where I was working part-time and kind of getting my business going. And I was working with this wonderful photographer here in Denver. He's a photographer, artist, designer. His name is Scott McCormick. And I was assisting and working with him and just sort of learning the business and the process. Um, and I was trying to balance like working for him and working full-time. And then I remember Scott like six me down this one day and he's like, hey man, if you're going to do this, you got to like do it. You got to make it happen. Otherwise nothing's going to work. And he gave me this, this push. And so I, uh, you know, I sit down with, um, with my partner, uh, Sarah, and we have this conversation this one evening and and talk about it. And she's like, I think he's right. You know, if you're going to do it, you got to make it happen. And so I went down to part-time at work, did that for a period of time. And then things just very much started to grow and then then been doing that full-time. So, I mean, somewhere between 2013 and 2016 is where the transition kind of happened. I'm bad with dates and numbers because I don't pay attention to that. I just do stuff (laughs) you know like i just start working so um but it's it's you know it's going on five six seven eight years of of a full-time uh you know business type 
lifestyle living, I guess. Yeah, you do a great job, Aaron, and you have a real good sense for, you know, your patient and just for um, taking in the, in the moment and getting the shots. Oh, thank um, you. What types of photography do you like to do, or what's your favorite subject matter when you're? I know you do a lot of uh, shots of uh, you know people and for marketing purposes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Are those some of your favorite things? And if so, yeah, or, or what others too? Uh, so yeah, my business is primarily made up of portraiture work. So uh, whether that be business professionals, headshots, lifestyle photos, or you know other forms of various portraiture, um, not sort of that. That is what I make my living on and have an enjoyment there. Um, I don't work with a lot of or really any, I guess, <laughs> models. It's kind of everyday people, which is very fun and rewarding in its own way to be able to work with someone and give some advice and some coaching to be like, hey, if you do this, this is going to look amazing. And then you take some photos and look at it and, it and it can blow people's minds or it can change their perception of having your photograph taken, which is very nerve wracking for people. So um, there's a great rewarding aspect in that. And then um, I really only ever just do photography. So when I'm not <laughs> taking pictures of people for work, I'm just taking my own type of photos. And I don't really know what a cat to categorize that as other than um, I just sort of pursue different ideas. There's a lot of cityscapes. Um, sometimes there's, you know, just various, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it, you know, like I, I released a book last year, not a couple years ago of, it was basically cityscape photos. It's mostly city stuff, I guess, now that I think about it, but it's, I also just carry a camera and I just take photos every day. So it's just like, there's a photo that exists there when I'm ha- out and have a camera and I take a photo and then I, sometimes look at it later and go, Oh, that thematically maybe fits with this idea. Maybe I should look at pursuing something like that. It sounds like it's just kind of an extension of you get your photo, you know, you've got your camera with you and if something strikes, uh, strikes you or inspires mm-hmm. you, it's there to, there to uh, take a picture or, you know, collect that moment. That's probably just part of how you roll, you know, you're an artist at heart. So when you do that, uh, Mern, what are there's anything just, something that you might see that might be an inspiring moment or it might be a collective uh, opportunity to something else you're working on having those times? Yes. So what's recently started to happen in the last couple of years, I've tried to pay a little more attention to what's happening and why. Cause for a long time it was just, here's this collection. Here's like a, a, you know, it's like I got the camera, I'm just going to the grocery store and there's like a photo. So I take it. Uh, and so I've been starting to try to realize like what that actually means and understand like how that exists for me. And I think what it is, is I take a lot of photos that um, I think are visual, could be visual metaphors or allegories for different things in life. And then I really, I'd like to title, and this is like for my personal work again. So this is separate from the portraiture stuff that I do, but then I really like to use titles that either play into that idea or maybe um, conflict with that idea. And, maybe allow people to just think or see something. Maybe it's, it's something beautiful. Maybe it's something difficult. I think what it is, is it's just sort of speaking even now or in, in the written form is not very comfortable for me. And it's kind of a difficult thing, but being able to do it photographically makes sense. And so it's kind of like, here's something visually that's, that can be a symbol for life or here's something sad that can be a symbol for life or here's something uplifting that can be a symbol for life. And just kind of the various emotions and ways that we as people exist and, and interpret the world and relate to one another. So, yeah, you know, it makes sense. It's, it's ways to 
collect moments without words. And I, people get that. I mean, they can look at something and they may not see it exactly as you do, but they might get something out of it different than what, what you intended. So to not have words attached to it, I think is somewhat profound. And when you, you know, some of those things too, Mern, I think you could integrate into working with someone you're doing portraits for. You have a collection of photos and something might just strike and say, hey, this might work here. Here's a photo I took over the weekend, or here's a thought that came to mind when I took this photo. Maybe we could integrate this into your marketing and that sort of thing. Yeah. And the, the sort of natural conversation that exists there is really fun because it's, you know, it's like sometimes you're giving somebody some posing pointers or some suggestions, or you're, you're trying to figure out how to photograph in the scene. And sometimes that person just does something that I would have not like coached them into, but is really genuine and real and authentic and looks amazing. It's like, well, okay, hold on, stop. Let's like photograph that. And that, that kind of like just natural existence is, is how, you know, my personal work exists in the world as well Is that kind of just, you fall into that. Cause it's just like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, do you got to shoot that? You know, whatever that is, whether it be a urinal or a beautiful sun, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's maybe something that, that works with that, even though it wouldn't maybe traditionally feel or be appropriate in that. In that yeah. And it's something that just comes natural to you. It's very authentic to who you are. Um, when you talk about the portraits and the, what services do you offer in, in the, that respect? Uh, so the basic uh, business headshot photography, uh, lifestyle photos. So if you had, uh, if someone had a specific, um, you know, set of images they needed for some sort of marketing purpose or something like that, if you needed to do some sort of other high-end uh, posed portraiture or things of that nature. Um, I do most things within the world of portraiture and that's kind of a broad spectrum of stuff. I don't typically do you know, families or weddings or things like that. But um, I'm always open for a conversation about <laughs> any type of photography needs or something like that. I, it's fun to do. And so if it seems yeah. like a good setup for a situation, I'm on board for kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah, your services could transition into that if you felt comfortable or was a good fit, possibly. Um, I'm hesitating to say that word portraiture because it seems like a bit of a challenging word to say. I'm not always sure that I say it right either. No, uh, it I, sounds good. I would bubble uh, all the time too, so I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's what it is. But <laughs> have you had any wild encounters, Mern, with wildlife while photographing them? Have you, or have you done that or have you had any crazy stories to share? Wow, kind of, yeah. So um, one of the really good friends that I grew up with, he um, he lives out in LA. Uh, he's, we've made a couple of like short movies together and a feature-length movie Um he's very much a, a film person. And so whenever he's, he's making something, um, he's always gracious enough to uh, invite me along and, and I help out in various forms, but uh, you know, I always have a camera on me as well. And so there's been a couple of times when we've been making stuff and we've been in nature getting these scenes and they'll just be uh, like a, you know, a Fox will show up in the background or something like that. And so, and I believe this was 2015, we were in California uh, filming his movie Entropy and we're hanging out in between scenes, just kind of getting set up for this next shot. And this deer just comes like right on to the set area where we were. I mean, it was within five to seven feet of us. And so um, quickly we're, you know, we're like grab cameras, you know, and like we just sort of videotape the scene and we get the actors and we're like, Oh, just go like walk over there, you know, like you're doing this thing. And we, we capture this really cool footage of this deer being really close to her, which was very serendipitous for, that scene and what was trying to be told at that period of time in the movie, it was, it was just, uh, it was really perfect. So that would maybe be, it's not like a wild story necessarily, but it was really beautiful how that was kind of delivered at a perfect time 
for what we were trying to accomplish there. Yeah, that is cool. The timing was perfect, like you said, and you were there at the right time. So, um, so as far as growing up in Colorado, I know you were, have lived, have you lived anywhere else? And, um, why do you love calling Colorado home? Yeah. So I grew up in, um, Crested Butte. I was born in Gunnison, grew up in Crested Butte, and then split time between Gunnison and Crested Butte when my uh, parents got divorced as a kid. I graduated from Gunnison High School and then went to college in Glenwood Springs. And then after college, I moved to Denver. And uh, oh man, earlier I said I started my business 2016. 2016 is when I moved to Denver. So that was a mistake. Uh, again, not <laughs> great awesome. with dates and timelines. No, that's cool. No so, worries. That's all good. Yes, yeah, so I guess it would be like around 20, what, yeah, math, not my strong suit. Yeah, um, no worries. Yeah, so then I moved to Denver because I was like, there's, I'd never grown up in a in a city. There was like a little bit of fear of cities, you know, because it's like everything I knew was from like television and movies. So it was like, oh, there, you know, it's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and New York. And it's just like, there's violent ninjas everywhere. So you got to mm-hmm. be careful. And so I wanted to, to not have that type of, uh, fear and uh, there's also just been this weird ever since I kind of learned you could photograph stuff that wasn't nature uh, this interest in like cities and how how they're this great representation of what we can do as humans when we work together but also how ugly they can be and so there's I kind of wanted to explore that and live in that environment for a while so um yeah, so I've been in Denver for a number of years I've never lived in any other state I've thought about it a couple of times but I've never had like a desire to move really anywhere else. It's just like what, there's nothing better than Colorado. It's difficult in some ways now that there's so many people here, you know, within the last few years, because I remember it, you know, growing up here is a totally different thing. And it's, it's, it's like, it has changed, but I, I still don't have a desire to really go. There's nothing better. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is, but at least right now mm-hmm. in my, it doesn't feel like it. I know I feel the same way. I grew up in Kansas, lived in um, Wisconsin in California. And, uh, I, when people ask, I say, there's really no other place I'd rather live. Mm -hmm. You know, we have kids uh, that are starting to matriculate into adulthood and when they end up places, we'll see how that goes, but you've had the opportunity to live, you know, in the wilderness, you know, where you grew up Mm -hmm. uh, more so than in the city. And now you're in the city. So what a great contrast and and the ability to take your skill set. And your, you know, your discerning eye and see things differently, mm-hmm. which, which is really pretty cool. I, I just, I appreciate the way you integrate that into um, what you do as a professional, taking portraits and, and other other things you do there. So, oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be and Sarah have talked about. You know, later in life, we want to move back. I mean, she's ready to move back to a, the mountains now, and I'm getting there. But you know, moving back into that environment, having that sort of full circle of, you know, it's like. You know, we did the big city thing. We're back to the mountains. We're living that quiet life again and that, that connection because that is, you know, Sarah grew up in Colorado as well. And so we are both very, it's very like near and dear, especially the mountains to who we are and kind of just ingrained uh, and integrated into our existence. So being back in that environment one day also um, is very exciting to, to look towards. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about that, Myrn, is you're young, got a lot of good years ahead of you, mm-hmm. you know, for all of that to take place. I just want to get to the mountain area like like you're at you, with your place. Your house is perfect. It's been really quite nice. We live in the foothills in Conifer, mm-hmm. and uh, we've lived here for 28 years, and it's just beautiful. It's uh, you know we just feel very fortunate and blessed to have the opportunity to live here, and 
like I said, there's no other place I'd rather live at this point in my life, you know, and, and life's not static. It continues to change, but we feel very fortunate. Is there any photo that sticks out, Mern, that, that you've taken that's like, wow, just feels like it's your favorite or just really resonates with you? Maybe one person or one situation? Well, I think there's this thing where, and maybe this is how most people feel, where they're st- always still kind of chasing that, that one that gotcha. stops. Um, That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. And so while there's definitely some, some photographs that are big monuments kind of on a timeline or that I can think back to and feel proud about, whether it be a group portrait of like, you know, 20, 25 people that we were able to get all of them in there and seen and have it be visually interesting and, and graphically integrated and, and strong and kind of powerful to, uh, you know, like a urinal picture or something like that. <laughs> that urinal there's gets definitely me. Some, yeah. Some like kind of markers there that I, that I do feel proud about, but I, mm-hmm. I do kind of feel, I guess I sort of relate to there. There's some, um, some incredibly, um, well-known photographers who have just talked about like, you know, in their entire, you know, they're like in their sixties or seventies now and mm-hmm. they're like entire life. I've taken 10 good photographs. Mm, but wow. Pursuing that. And I sometimes wonder if like, maybe I have that maybe feeling about it as well. Cause it's just like, mm-hmm. yes, this is there, but there's still like a level above that, that I want to try to figure out. The cool thing. It's, it's kind of a driving factor or an inspiration, you know, it's out there somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, and it might keep you, keep you moving forward and interested in finding it or just, you know, continuing to, to do what you do, so to speak. Uh, yeah. It's, it's exciting in the sense too, that I, whether I chose this or it chose me or we chose each other together, it, there's a, there can be a longevity to it, you know, mm-hmm. an athlete has a, a block of time that they can kind of exist in and do what they do at that high level. And what's great about photography is, is, you know, ideally I can continue to do that pursuit up until I can't do anything and even get better at it as you get, you know, like an athlete, you're, there's a finite amount of time physically where, you know, you really can't do what you used to, but, you know, with your skill set and what you do, you know, you could have the zenith of your career 20 mm-hmm. years from now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a like Charles that. Bukowski, you know, he got famous yeah. as an author when he was whatever it was like 75 or something like <laughs> really late in life or even Leslie Nielsen, right? Like he got known yeah. for his being way later in the twilight of true, his true. career. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of good years ahead of you there for sure. Yeah. Is there anything, Mern, that uh, we didn't touch on that you might like to add? Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Other than just sort of being being grateful for this and asked to do, I mean, I've never mm-hmm. done an interview like this before. It was It's just incredibly flattering and being able to to talk and get to know you and work with you a couple of times has also just been really special and, and wonderful. So I, I do appreciate being able to, to do this and to know you um, and to have this conversation. So I Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate it too, Mern. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And I, I really appreciate jumping on today and sharing um, your insights into photography in Colorado. And it's been quite nice. Uh, where can people go, Mern, if they wanted to learn more about you and, and connect? Uh, well, I have my uh, website, which is my name, Mern Judson the third spelled out. So it's uh, since my name's a little unusual, it's M-E-R-N-E-J. It's a fam- family name, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I'm the third. There's my dad, my um, granddad, Merns as well. So that's a really fun thing to have. Yeah. So I mean, kind of there, I don't have a lot like, I mean, you guys asked for a bio or a resume and I realized like, I don't have those things. I don't know like what to say about myself. Cause I just feel like, I don't know, the pictures are there. I don't care about, it's like the pictures, you know, like pictures tell the story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Cause I don't always have 
that stuff to learn about me, I guess. But you can learn about me through the photos if that seems of interest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds good. So Merton Judson the third spelled out dot com, correct? Yep. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And that's most okay. of um uh that's the same for Instagram as well. Um I think I have a Facebook page still, although I haven't logged on in like 10 years. So uh, that may Sounds or may like me. Yeah. But um, yeah, Instagram, um, the website, com. Welcome to go there. Check stuff out. Ask questions okay. if anybody cares. No, that's great. Thank you, Mern. I appreciate your time and you have a great day. You too, Robert. Thank you so very, very much. This was uh, truly very special and very fun. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. To the Foothills, a Colorado lifestyle and real estate podcast. On the podcast, I interview real estate experts, Colorado adventurers, and residents who enjoy the serenity and lifestyle of living in our mountain communities. Tune in each week for a conversation that explores the ins and outs of buying the perfect mountain home or selling your dream home and catch a glimpse into the Colorado lifestyle that's a part of you. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.